0: This talk was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church as a part of the 2021 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Campus Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org.
1: Good morning everybody. Good morning. My name is Jeremiah Oaks, and Just so I'll know because last year we did this training over the over Zoom. So if you were a part of that training, please raise your hand. Just so I have an idea. Okay. Alright, that's some. So mo- most have probably never met me, or never seen me, have no idea who I am. And I always like to know that if you have no idea who I am, raise your hand. Okay, so if you look on Instagram, you will still have no idea who the way. Because I'm not really big on social media. Um, so I'll have, to, I'll have to, you just have to get to know me right, right now, like this morning. And so the problem that I had last year is that I, I don't like talking to computers, and I don't like talking to people through computers. That, that makes sense? And so I'm happy to be here, able to look at you in your eyes, um, all of you. I can scan the room and see who's sleeping, see who's bored, see who's on their phone checking out that kind of thing so on the computer you have no idea everybody can be knocked out you know you would never know unless they snore so I got a confession to make Destiny and uh, my other daughter we went to a movie last night after we left here and I fell asleep did you know that was I snoring <laughs> okay was I snoring though wow <laughs> I was snoring I'm the- oh, sorry it was it loud okay I was going to the movie theater. It was a good movie, I, I think. <laughs> All right, so it was about uh, Cruella, Cruella? What was the name of it?
2: Cruella. Cruella.
1: Okay. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, Destiny. Um, my daughter's here, and I'd like you to introduce her just real quick. Um, she's fourteen years old, and um, she's um, she's just like me, um, and so. I wanted to bring her here today because she has some very unique experiences when it comes to race, um, as do I. And um, she's going to help me kind of talk to you about race today, because um, race is a hard topic to talk about, especially now, you know, with everything being so contentious and volatile. You just don't know what to say, or who to say it to, or, you know, you don't know who you're going to offend, or who you're going to hurt, or who you're going to make angry, or you, it's just like really difficult. Would y'all, most of you agree with that? So, but today we're going to talk about it, and I have a way of of talking about difficult topics that helps kind of introduce you to it and takes away some of the the threat, if that makes any sense, if that's even possible. Um, And Destiny's just going to help me a little bit today um, do that with you. So, let me open this up in prayer, and then uh, we'll start. Um, Heavenly Father, I'm grateful for this time. I'm grateful to be back in in person, face-to-face with people. Um, God, your children, um, all of your children. Um, male, female, black, white, uh, Asian, Hispanic, it doesn't matter. Um, you love us all. Uh, you died to save us all and redeem us all. And we thank you. And I pray, God, that we'll be able to have a brief moment to talk about race, a very difficult topic, but I pray that we do it with your grace uh, and your peace. Uh, I pray for everyone in this room. In Jesus' name, amen. And, uh, and I want to just really, really quick... Um Alexis, thank you for that announcement about Walmart. Uh, obviously I obviously have two daughters, and um, we're raising them women and girls in the world that is um, sometimes very hostile. Um, so I'm glad that Destiny got to hear that. And I, I leaned over and I asked her, do you understand what he's talking about? She said, oh, yeah, yeah. And so she's 14, and she already knows and understands what, what that's like. And so for the men in the room, I just encourage you to be mindful. and Keep your eyes open, your ears open, um, not overreact, but uh, don't be afraid to just be a presence sometimes. Sometimes that makes a big difference. I, like, I could go into many stories, but I'll, I'll save it. Um, so what I'm gonna talk about today is the, the microwave oven concept about race and then the crock pot or the slow cooker concept about race today. And I, don't, don't, don't take no notes, now. I'm just kidding. Cause I'm about to get you taking some big notes. I'm about to get you moving and acting. By the way, I don't, I don't just like for you to sit down and take notes because that's too, it's too easy to kinda hide behind the notes. I mean, some of you probably could take really, really, really good notes, right? And make really, really good grades and all that kind of stuff. But to really deal with these issues of race, this issue of race, it does take a hands-on approach. It takes a more engaging approach. And that's what we're going to do today. Now, for some of you, it's going to be very, very uncomfortable. I'm going to go ahead and just put it out there. Just disclaimer. It's going to be very, very uncomfortable. And that's no joke. But... It's going to be an introduction into getting some of the layers kind of pulled back so that we can really begin to get honest about race, okay? So just know that. It's going to be very uncomfortable um, in many ways. You may have to think about things that you don't want to think about in um, ways that you have never thought about it before, okay? And so just keeping that disclaimer out there. But it's going to be an introduction to something I think that's going to be hopefully a long time process. so how many of you know what a microwave oven is? Exhibit a. The microwave oven. How many of you know what a slow cooker or a crock pot is? It's as be slow cooker. And um, I have got—I got to say one thing real quick. The colors of these items, totally unintentional. I, did not, I just now noticed it. Nothing, no subliminal messages there, bro. Nothing. I'm not trying to make a point. Uh, this, this flame. I'm not trying to make a point. This still so happens. That's what they—what they, what they look like. All right. So, one of them does something very quickly, and the other one does something very slowly. But do they do the same thing, essentially? Mm-hmm. Kind of, not really, sort of? Okay, so we'll get to that a little bit later. So what I'm gonna do now is get you un- make you uncomfortable. So everybody, um, before you stand up, I wanna divide the room into four parts. So first of all, we're gonna divide the room in half, right here, so this right here's gonna be a group. From here, this opening, to here, you're one group, and from here to here, that's another group, okay? And then from there, we're gonna break the, each of these sides down into a fours, okay? So I want everybody to just stand up, please, and walk to that, that wall, and then walk to this wall, real quick. Let me stop talking thank you thank you all right thank you very good so about 15 people or so here a group here if you can kind of group in a little bit more just make a line okay perfect that group right there and then a group right here same thing here we got okay we got it it looks good all right i'm going to give everybody a marker and we're going to give these group an instructions and the instructions are going to be given to each group they just right. here the instructions I'm going to give every group, alright? So, let's get started. five more minutes More minute. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minute warning. Two minute warning. Come back together, one minute one more minute. All right, 30 seconds, 29, 28, and all that good stuff. All right. And so you can remain where you are. You can just stay where you are. And um, don't have to move or anything. So um, what we're going to do now is going to get the, the microphone. Uh, so we're going to take the microphone around. And we're going to let one person in the group read uh, what's on their list. The interesting part about this whole thing is that no group knows what the other group is doing, correct? Unless you overheard me. Um, and so we're going to keep it that way. We're going to keep it that way for a minute. We're going to keep everybody kind of unknowing about what, what one group is doing over another. And then we're going to just read what's on the, on your posting notes, the poster board. And so we'll just go around the room. So Destiny, if you can just start over there and just give it to one person. Make sure it's off the mute. I think I had it on mute, so I'll take it off the mute. Uh, just read what you have on your chart, please. And do- please don't say what your assignment was. Just read what yes. Really uh, close to There we go. So just, yeah, just read, don't tell everybody right. what your assignment was. Just read Smart,
2: gifted, good at math, short, Strict parents, bad driving, ride bicycles, piano and cello, Uh, good fingernails, bad at pronouncing English, hardworking, rice, dog eaters, Um, started COVID, Almond almond eyes, Kung Fu, genderless appearance, good complexion, anime, good at fashion, small feet, Communism, call centers, K pop, live with grandparents, reincarnation, ping pong slash tennis, chess, fortune cookies.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to keep it quiet for a second. I want to be quiet for a second. I just want that to sink in before we just move on to something else. I want that to sink in. Whatever you're feeling right now, I want you to feel it. Whatever it is, I just want you to feel. Whatever people in this room are feeling right now, I just want you to feel it, whatever that might be. So often, we just move on. We just move on. We don't feel. So whatever the feelings are that come up, I want those feelings just to stay with you for a minute before we move on. I'm not telling you what they are or what they should be. Letting let you know, Whatever, whatever's there, I wanted to stay there for just a little bit longer. Whatever it might be. I told you it's not gonna be comfortable today, it's not gonna be easy. But this is necessary, we're gonna move forward.
2: Good at basketball, can swim, fried chicken and watermelon, jump high and run fast, beats, gangs, no fathers, low income, liberal slash democrat, like rap, less intelligent, lazy, threatening, problems with authority, loud and bad grammar, good dancers, gospel
1: music. Okay, again, feel it, whatever's there, just let it come up feel it. Don't push it away. Don't try to rationalize it away. Just let it be. Feel it. Okay.
2: Intellectual over athletic. Wealthy. Hicks. Racist. Entitled. Closed-minded. hardworking, College education. A white girl stereotype. Karen. Shad. Religious. Soccer moms. Daddy's money. High in power. Influencers of social media. Oppressive. Spoiled. The good stereotype.
1: Whatever comes up, let it stay there. Just fill it. Fill it.
0: Short, drugs,
1: illegal immigrants, criminals, lazy, making excuses, hardworking, mustache, take jobs from people, manual labor,
2: low socioeconomic,
1: certain food preference, loud music, distinct par-taste lowriders, Catholic,
2: family-oriented, boxing soccer not as smart
1: assume they can't speak english lumped into one nationality sombreros tight-knit community a secluded community esl okay before we move on we're going to stop right here and just I want everybody just to feel whatever you feel. I don't know what you feel or what you're even thinking. But whatever it is, I wanted to stay here just for a little bit before we move on.
2: Cuisine, multilingual, one personality to preserve, driven, pressure to achieve, sense of humor, shorter shorter, appreciative of life, level of respect for others. Okay.
1: Take a, take a minute.
0: they are easily offended broken home or family eager for change hearted. nice way of speaking of communication ones that have experienced hardships kind-hearted and warm outspoken passionate misunderstood often accused cultural differences community great skin cautious family proud beautiful hair bold joyful kids uneducated treated unequal, poor, athletes, created unique, irresponsible, welcoming, more lively worship services, or dancing and jumping. Somali, uneasy, minority.
1: Whatever comes up, let it stay.
2: Possessive, entitled, patriotic, unaware, goals, not family-oriented, glory, oriented doesn't think they have a culture, um, simplistic, closed minded not great answers, bland palate, hot dish, casserole, complex, guilty, um, believe they are of Self-righteous, consumeristic, image bearers, educated, pathfinders, self-preserving, wealthy, leaders, independence, opinionated, passive-aggressive, outdoorsy, emotionally not expressive, traveled, well-traveled. Protestant this is my own handwriting. Protestant, unloyal, fast food, empowered, power hungry. Okay.
1: Whatever's there, let it stay. Just for, just for a little while. Mexico,
2: good food, like tacos, hard-working, and blue-collar type jobs, day of the dead, family-oriented, salsa dancers, maracas, fiestas, slash fiestas, soccer, civilizations, chitineras, poverty, border politics, immigration, Spanish, Catholicism, white passion, pan, Fiery, sombreros. South America, Cesar Chavez, workers
1: movement. Okay. All right. Whatever thoughts and feelings you have are your thoughts and are your feelings, so stay with them. No one's talking to each other, so your, your thoughts and feelings that are coming up raw are your own thoughts and your own feelings. That's that's important to know. So whatever you're thinking and feeling right now, stay with it. And even with this last root, stay with it. wonderful thing about the Gospel is that it's good news. And the reason it's good news is because we know that there's bad news. What makes salvation and being saved so wonderful is when you recognize that you have something that you need to be saved from. If we don't know the bad news, the good news isn't as good. If we don't know we need to be saved, when salvation is presented to us, it doesn't seem to be as saving. So when we're dealing with race, a lot of times we can sit in a place of comfort and keep race pushed away, and even our own feelings and thoughts. Many times when you may listen to a speaker, they're putting information into you. They're sharing information that they're giving you, and you're you're taking it in. But with this exercise now, what's already inside of you is being brought out. I I didn't teach anything, I didn't share anything, I didn't say anything. I just asked you to do these simple tasks. And everything else came out. Anybody remember when Jesus said it's not what goes into a person that makes them unclean? But it's what comes out of a person that makes them unclean. Now that's what Jesus said. Anybody want to fact check that real quick? I'm serious. I mean, he, he said that. It's not what, because the Pharisees are making a big deal about the disciples eating something that was unclean. He said, no, it's not what you put in, it's what comes out. And so today we got an experience of what is already inside of each of us that comes out. But what you you didn't know is what each of you were assigned to do. Okay. So what I'd like to do is just take a minute before we process any of this and just ask everybody from each group, that could be one person, just to share what they think this side assignment was, does that make sense? So what do you think I told them? So I'll, I'll start with this group. What do you think I told this group right here in the corner? Um, what you heard, what do you think that maybe their instruction yeah, was? Pointing
2: out the characteristics of a seemed
1: like the Asian community was more of a hear that? Everybody heard that? Point out, characteristics, look okay. at all right? How about this group? What do you think this group's assignment is? Based on what you heard.
2: Probably um, similar, but with uh, like
1: So similar like, meaning? Like the, the positive side. Okay. What did you think from what you heard? I hmm. was thinking like the prompt was describe white people in the gosh. Okay, describe white people in you know, okay? In hmm. this group? Oh, they just facts about Hispanic. If I hear that, facts about Hispanic? Now let's switch. This group, what do you think this group's assignment was? Asian stereotypes. Okay. Black stereotypes. Okay. Negative Hispanic stereotypes. That's interesting. These three groups said Asian stereotypes, Black stereotypes, white stereotypes in this group, or at least you said negative. Can you talk more about that? You said negative. Hispanic stereotypes. <laughs> but it was just a little bit different. That's why I'm asking. This whole side felt in general more negative, I think, mean, this side. This side felt
0: more mixed.
1: Okay. More more mixed on this side and this side generally felt negative. Okay. Alright. Okay. That that explained it. Thank you. Alright. So the next next layer here is, and this is anybody who wants to speak on it. As you're as you're listening to this side, what are you feeling? What are you thinking? What are some thoughts and feelings that came up? I know there were feelings and thoughts that came up. As you're listening to this side, what are you thinking and what are you feeling? Some things out, it's
0: fine. I think there's like you can have a sense of pride, and like I don't think
1: there was like much pride in like anything we wrote, but then when I heard like some of the things they said, I was like, Oh, that's something like to be proud of. Okay, so a sense of pride. Can anybody hear? Okay, okay, all right,
0: all right.
1: Somebody. Sense of gratitude, sense of gratitude. Couple more, and then we'll switch over to you.
2: I was able to picture specific people instead of just like general people. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Thank you, Miss. Thoughts, feelings, but any group it doesn't matter. say tell who they were talking about it was easier from this side okay got you okay all right how about this side what were you thinking and feeling that you heard this side this side talking we start here any thoughts any feelings that came up
0: Brains work like that and that we have certain stereotypes in certain groups that we just automatically know who it is. So
1: you're just really sad. Okay. So a feeling of sadness. Okay. I
2: think
1: going off of that was like I knew by the first word, which I think was really saddening. that happens. Okay. So you knew immediately, in other words. Okay. And that's saddening also.
0: very unfair that things that were like chosen or said was like, that's unfair in the sense of like, is that actually Is that actually lying up? Is this what I think? But I don't have experience
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. So just felt unfair in general. Just wondering just really what it is. You know? Okay. Even
2: though I feel like I pretty soon I knew that they had a different problem, but there was still
1: part of me that So even though you kind of figured there was a different scenario, you still would find yourself wondering, how can they even write those things down? Okay, okay. Ah, that's honest, thank you. That's what we're looking. I wouldn't have thought of this unless Harmon said it, but I also thought of specific people on this side, but this side I just thought of it. hmm okay. All right, thank you for the observation. I actually
2: thought.
1: So you said your group felt negative? Yeah, it felt like we were more in line with their group. Did y'all feel that at all, or? Okay, okay, okay. Any other thoughts? Now, maybe you've done this before, or something like this, maybe a cultural competency class or something, or maybe maybe not, I don't know. Um, But what I wanna do for the rest of the time is just bring us back together. Because now we are literally, this room is literally divided. But how many of you can agree that race divides us in this country, at least? I'm not speaking for other countries. Raise your hand. Would you agree that race is a point of division? Okay. So how do you bring people of different races back together, particularly even Christian people? How do you bring Christians that of different races back together? Um, It's really hard to even do it on a larger scale, but even do it on a smaller scale. You know, what, what unites us? There are so many things that obviously divide us. I mean, we have a list of things that divide us. What, what unites us? And one of the things I, I wanted to, to bring Destiny here for. Destiny, can you come on up? And I'm um, just come on up. It's all right. Give her a hand real quick. Uh, <laughs> so if I cry, don't cry. All right? I've, never, I've never done a speaking engagement any kind of speaking with my, my kids, like with me. Um, so I couldn't even cry on this. Um, I don't know, I know I'm a crier by the way. Um, I'm very uh, emotionally expressive. Um, and that's just me as a human. I'm not speaking for anybody, a group of people. I'm speaking as I, I am. Um, so well, I want to tell a story and I want to give Dest an opportunity to talk a little bit. So I'm all about solutions. Now if you do look at my Instagram, you, you'll see that I have like five followers, just kidding. <laughs> but you'll see it's a solution focused thinker therapist authors some other stuff on there but I'm always looking for how can we bring things together how can we find unity so when I was you know, 16 years old I got a job working at a grocery store in my very small rural North Carolina hometown and I was a Christian at that time I had uh, come to know Christ and I was on fire for God and never heard that phrase on fire for God I was really excited and there was a man that would come through and he'd buy you know he'd buy alcohol he'd buy cigarettes things like that and he had long hair, kind of a scruffy beard, and he often smelled like alcohol when he would come to the line. Now, you're not supposed to sell alcohol to people that that smell like alcohol, so I'd have to call the manager and they'd have to approve it, he'd get mad at me and whisper things under his breath. And I just started to slowly, as I meet this man, say things about God, have a blessed day, God bless you, things of that nature, nothing serious, just like that. And months later, months later, he came back in and he said to me, thank you for saying those things you said to me because now I, I know God. I didn't believe him to Christ, but he came to Christ independently. And he wanted to have Bible study sometime. So I went to his house and we had Bible study. And he lived in a trailer. And when I walked into the trailer, there was a Confederate flag on the wall. And we sat down and we had Bible study. And that was it. He was a brother in Christ. Now, did I notice the Confederate flag on the wall? Yeah, I noticed it. But did it stop me from having Bible study with the brother in Christ? No. And he explained to me that this Confederate flag has nothing to do with hate, nothing to do with anything like that. And I wasn't, it wasn't my job to tell him what to do with the Confederate flag. That's what we have the Holy Spirit for in our lives. It was just my job to show him love, which I started doing when I started saying, God bless you. Now, I have some very unique experiences. I don't expect anybody else to have that kind of experience. Next story, I was, when I was in high school, when I got converted, I was really serious about God. I was just focused on God altogether. I met another young man another high school who was also like that through an athletic event. We got together in his neighborhood in his back of his car, and he was going to talk to me about the gift of the Holy Ghost. Speaking in tongues, and literally, as we're praying again, I'm just I'm just coming to the faith, and I'm just excited. I, you can hear gunshots in the background. You can hear a lot of loud people screaming and talking, and it felt unsafe. But did that stop me from having Bible study or learn how to speak in tongues in the back of the car? No. So what point I'm trying to make to you is that if we don't find one the one thing that unifies us, we'll stay divided. If we, if we can't somehow look at something bigger, brighter, better Jesus, we'll, we'll stay about it. Because there are differences all around us every day. We're always going to be able to point out the differences instantly. If we focus on that Confederate flag, then we would have never had Bible study. If we focus on the gunshots, we would have never had prayer time. If we keep focusing on political views and views about different topics and, and, and having those views, I'm not saying don't have them, but if we don't look at something bigger and brighter, Jesus, then we'll say about And So one thing that I I believe is the solution is time. We often want our race problem microwaved and cooked to perfection. We want to go ahead and talk Two minutes, start, take a nap, read the paper, do our taxes, beep, 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 come back, and we have unity now. No effort, no discomfort, no reckoning, no time. Instant. This is instant. The crock pot is this, the crock pot is this, the crock pot takes time. It starts from the bottom and it works its way up and cooks throughout, it's thorough. So we know that by the end end result, it will be thoroughly cooked, well done, but it takes time and we live in an instant society where we want instant gratification. The race problem in America is not a microwavable problem. It's a crock-pot problem. And it takes generations and generations and generations to solve this problem. And so what me and my wife committed to before we even met was that we were going to be about unity and in diversity. That's what our lives were gonna be about. We were committed to that. And when I was on my second beach project, I think it was my second one, don't make me go back too far, just way it just happened. Every year it gets to be longer and longer and longer. But my first beach project, my third beach project, I was the beach project director for Campus Outreach Charlotte. And my co-leader, my women's coordinator, um, was, I'm on their name this way, but she was, um, she's a white woman from a small town in North Carolina, me And we built a relationship, a friendship over time. And then when we started dating, not we didn't start dating each other. probably we never dated. <laughs> But I was dating my wife, she was dating her future husband, and his name, his initials were DL. My wife's initials were DL. And so doing our, our, we also were partners on the campus as well. So at the Beach Project, and then we ended up being together. Okay, so we'd know, known each other for a while. So we would have on our, our staff agenda, and we have our staff meeting, me and her, DL time to the Great Bottom. So she got to talk about her DL, I talked about my DL. Okay. And they got named before us. And then when my wife and I were dating, Courtney, my wife's from Georgia, so my wife moved up to North Carolina from Georgia like five months before we got married and lived with uh, my staff partner in the house together with some other ladies. So they got to know each other. Three years later, after we were married, Destiny was born. Our firstborn. Very proud. And it it is is, is possible. All right, she was born and about three months later, my friend's staff partner, daughter was born. That seems a little bit older. By virtue of the fact that I had a relationship with your best friend's mother, she and her friend became connected. So my wife and my other partner here would get together and they'd play together. So we literally have photos of when they were like really, really young babies and then i those those them in there, they're here right now. So everybody can just go ahead and sit down, and start moving to the seats. Okay. okay, so we're getting closer to coming back together uh, physically and also uh, experientially. And so I've always believed that if you have a value Unity, university, whatever it might be, you have to instill that value in the next generation. And so, just by virtue of the fact that our her parents had a relationship. And by the way, her best friend's mother is white and her husband is black. Keep that in mind.
0: Alright.
1: And and I'll let Destiny talk about this for one minute. Let me let me turn the mic on. I'm gonna interview you real quick. it make it more easier. Yeah. Okay, so, okay. so um, best friend. Um, the ceremony. Do you actually do You yeah, know. Yeah. Okay. What did it say? Best friend. Let me say that. Um. How did how did you meet your your best friend? Yeah, what's your, what's okay. What's your first memory?
0: Okay. So, um, me and my friends. So we've been friends since we were literally babies. We've been friends since we were literally babies. So it's like a really long relationship, and so we were friends in North Carolina. And so like we literally grew up together. We went to kindergarten, kindergarten together. And then so um, I moved and went to Georgia in first grade. And so I was in Georgia for I think five years until fifth grade. So it was kind of like we didn't see each other a lot. So we would like call on the phone together and stuff. And like we would play this game where um, we would like guess the sound and stuff through the phone. Until so basically it was kind of like we weren't really that close friends for um, five years since we didn't see each other. But then I moved back to North Carolina and um, I think, oh yeah, it was sixth grade. So then we started getting closer then. And um, we started getting closer in sixth grade. Um, and...
1: Well, let me ask you another question. So Karis has some strong feelings. Her name is Karis, I'm sorry, um, <laughs> I, my bad. <laughs> no, it, it's that's, that's the imaginary name, okay? Um, she, Karis, um, If you look at her, she she could she could pass for white. This is to say that way. So that that was a time when they were in elementary school together, and they had a project about the Underground Railroad. Okay, and the teacher would pulled pulled together some of the African American students and they were working on the Underground Railroad. But her friend Karis said, no, 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 wait. I'm I'm also it's part it's part of my culture too. It's part of my because my father is black. So her friend Karis has always fought to be recognized for both sides of who she is, if that makes sense. Both her mother and her father. And Destiny's had the opportunity to to see that happening right before her, her very eyes. Um, and then her next friend that they have another they have a friend group, her other friend that they that they made recently. She is white, and her mother adopted, her mother and father adopted her. And her mother is black, and her father is white. So they adopted her and her brother, who was also white. But then they adopted two other children as well. So they have four total children. So the mother's black, the father's white, and they adopted her, her friend, and also part of the group, her brother, and then a biracial girl, that's biracial, multiracial, that's about six years old, seven years old, and then a baby boy that just adopted, he's, he's black African he And it just so happens that all of our kids, like, match up in age, so her and her friend, who's white, they're about the same age. Her brother is about the same age as my son, and then the uh, their third, the other little girl is about the same age as my third born, he's a girl, and then the baby boy is the same age as my baby boy. Okay? Right? And so the point I'm trying to make is that, This generation, my daughter's generation, because of what my wife and I's commitment was to unity and diversity, she'll now have a model for that. And then whether she carries it on or not, we don't know, but at least she'll have a model for that. So it's about intentionality and about choices. If we're going to bridge the gap, if we're going to have diversity and unity and love across race, it will be intentional. It will not happen by accident. Because if you live in a place where there aren't many people of a different cultural group or ethnic group, you're going to have one difficulty already. You just don't walk outside of your house and see people of a different race. That's going to be a challenge. So you have to be more intentional about it. You have to decide, okay, I'm going to make an effort. So whatever that means for you. So we, we chose to go to a church that is multiracial, multiethnic, and we, who have, our, our pastor is African-American. Um, one of our, I think it's associate pastors, not assistant, right? Associate pastor? Oh, no. He's Korean. And I want to make a point about that, too. And then uh, our executive pastor is white. And then we had another um, associate pastor who recently resigned who was black as well. And so even on the leadership team, it's very diverse. And so the pastor who is Korean, and I wanna make this distinction, he, and when he's dealing with people in a large group, he'll say he's Asian. But if you talk to him individually, he'll say, no, I'm Korean. Does that make any sense? Mm-hmm. And I asked him, What's, why, are you, why do you do that? I mean you say you're Asian when you're up front or whatever, then you say you're Korean when you're one-on-one or whatever. He so said, because the majority culture doesn't recognize me as Korean, they recognize, they see me as Asian. When they look at me, they'll say, okay, he's a Korean man. They look at him and they, they kind of lump him in a group and say, oh, he's Asian. I mean, he made it very clear to me that the that's, that's, that's distinctions, that Asian people or people of Asian descent, if they're, if they're uh, Japanese, they'll say I'm Japanese. They won't say I'm Asian. Or if they're Korean, they I'm Korean. I thought said say they Chinese. So he, he did explain to me that he does that. And I'm not saying that's across the board. I'm just saying that that was his experience. He explained that to me. And my hope will be that he will be able to live in a world where he can just say who he is and, and identify specifically with his culture group. These examples were very stereotypical and they were very broad. I get that. And it was for the sake of this time and for the sake of time. And so, we got like one more minute. That's yes, so did perfect. Can I give her a hand real quick? Okay. So, so the, the, point of, the point of all this is that whenever I go and speak and do trainings on cultural competency, uh, I do these trainings for businesses, organizations, they want a microwavable solution. And it's almost like when I say it's going to take CRT, it is the life just kind of falls out of it. And CRT is not what you think it is. Um, In order to solve this problem, it's going to take Christ. It's going to take relationships. It's going to take time. It's going to take those two things. And that's across the board. It's going to take Christ and highlighting the beauty of Christ above all other things. It's going to take building relationships across races. And it's going to take a lot of time. It's like when I when I say that word time, it's like people are like, why? Because the problem occurred over a long period of time. So it's like we're undoing years and years and years of, of sin. Years and years and years of uh, wrong way of, of approaching it. And so it's going to take those two things. So hopefully today was the beginning for you. And I do hope and I pray that you're able to process through some of the things that you were experiencing, that you were thinking. Because I know not everybody got a chance to process it, but the whole point is that you feel it. Because it's easy to kind of walk through everyday life, not feel the pain. If you feel pain, you're gonna go get, go to a doctor. If you don't ever feel the pain, you'll not know there's anything wrong, and you just kind of continue on. And so if you don't have to live in a culture, live in a place where you have to look and think about race, it's easy just to kind of go along until a George Floyd situation happens, and then all this emotion you know, evokes. So my encouragement is that you'll have an ongoing effort to think about race, to think about how you feel, how you fit in, and how you can make it make it better. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today, I thank you for uh, everyone's room whose desire is to know you. That's why they're here. Uh, summer projects are so that people can grow closer to you, can grow closer to one another, and grow in their faith so they can be laborers for a lifetime. And I thank you for that, and I praise you for the time we've had together, God, I pray you would take what was started here and put it in the crock pot and let it grow over time. I pray that'll that be growth that we can measure over time. And I thank you for destiny being here. Thank you for her sweet spirit, her heart, her desire to, to love you and to love others. And I pray that God you would continue to build her faith and build her strength. And I thank you, Lord, for this day and I pray that as we worship, we worship in spirit and in truth today. And that we've already even begun to worship, I pray. Uh, Thank you, God. to lift up this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you all very much.
0: Thank you for listening to this message from the 2021 Summer Training Project hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.